This episode is sponsored by Privacy.com. It's like a burner phone for credit cards. To sign up for free and get a $5 credit, go to Privacy.com slash GOG. That's $5 free to spend anywhere by just signing up. Privacy.com slash GOG. Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. Read any good news articles lately, Brian? Not really. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> I, I, I'll i go first because you probably have more to say about this. My, my opinion about the Joey Ito MIT Media Lab stuff has not changed at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read all the articles that uh, we've been kicking around with uh, between you and I and, and some of our other friends. Um, you know, they got caught. They kind of knew what they were doing. It doesn't. I I understand the concept that everybody does it, but that doesn't make it okay with me. I still believe he shouldn't have had to retire until they stepped on their own. He made a huge apology, and then it became a big story again because you know Negroponte Negroponte screwed up and and brought it up into the eye again. And and after that kind of scrutiny, then yes, you do have to resign. You just do. Yeah, that's how that's how it goes. So that's yeah. that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, I hear where you're at. And with the new articles that came out, you were you were correct. They did know <laughs> yep. exactly what they were doing. They knew exactly and, what they were doing. Yeah. And, you know, I and don't actually, know. I, now that I just thought about it a little bit more, I think it, I think he had to resign and not just because of Negroponte, because he didn't just take money from Epstein for MIT. He also took it for his own personal company. Yeah, that's kind of a damning bit right there. Yep. As so well. there you go. Done. Yeah, that's it. For you know, me. sorry. Yeah. And I, you know, I appreciate all the sentiment about it. And I still stand by him because he's a good guy who made a bad, bad decision. Who hasn't, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I don't think that that should ruin his life and, and career. He'll, he'll go on. He's got the monies to go on and do something else. And this will be forgotten about. And, and hopefully he will be more careful about who he takes money from in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I just hate this culture now where if you make a mistake, there's just no conversation to be had. No path to redemption except for waiting for the next news cycle to knock you out of the the limelight. But but I don't I don't I I understand I, what I, you're saying, but I don't yeah. feel that that applies in this circumstance because he took the money for his own company. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Well, I wish him well, and uh, hopefully he'll bounce back and you know learn from his mistake. There you go. All right. And in continued follow up, I, I was not aware of this because I don't do a lot of app store searches, but we were talking about how uh, just the other week about how Apple basically mines uh, the very popular apps to bake them into their own products and thus putting them out of business. But apparently uh, over the summer, they Apple actually tweaked their algorithms so that their own stuff didn't show up first uh, so that, you know, third party apps could actually get a chance. Now, mm-hmm. given what we know about what Apple does, this actually seems more devious than helpful <laughs> because this is saying, all right, let's tweak the algorithm a bit so our apps don't show up first. So we see what other people look for. So then we can see how to improve our apps because they're using these different ones, which we can now research. Well, I don't know if it's that <laughs> devious. I don't know if that much thought was put into it. I think they just got busted yeah. and we're trying to get ahead <laughs> of the game because you know, all the antitrust stuff that's been going around all summer long. They're trying yeah. to get ahead of it. Yes. You know, see, we're everybody fair is. <laughs> Yeah. See, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now we are. It's like, you know, we're going to do what we can until we get caught and then we'll we'll fix it. Yep. 
And uh, I made a big point about how I thought it was our civic duty to take the Equifax money, the $125 from the Equifax settlement that you're supposed to get. Uh, but even though we found out there was going to be much less because everybody was signing up for it. Well, uh, they're making it a bit harder now. Yeah, they are. Of course they are. Of course they are, which I think, how is that even legal? Because if you've signed up once and did all the, the terms and conditions, how can they come back to you and ask for verification? They're basically asking you, you now have to prove that you had a credit monitoring service during that period of time. And then if so, you can get your $125. If not, you will default to just getting free credit monitoring. Now, there are ways around this because you can go sign up for something like Credit Karma or Credit Sesame, which is free. But then you're giving another company access to all your information just to get 125 bucks. <laughs> yeah, so. the, the, the juice ain't worth the squeeze, buddy. <laughs> the juice ain't worth the squeeze. And I particularly enjoyed uh, Moss6502's uh, comment on Twitter. He just said, uh, these, these, those Equifax assholes just really don't want to pay. Of course not. That's, of course not. Yeah. In the news... I just love this headline and then kind of got into it a bit more. Facebook broke democracy. Now it's coming for your marriage. Ah, the opening <laughs> okay. paragraph is great. Facebook, no matter how hard the, co the company tries, cannot escape its current dilemma. It's a brand that wants to be seen as cheerful, lighthearted, and fun. The Internet's go-to place to share the joys of life with friends and family, but it's increasingly being seen more as a nest of social media termites, gnawing away the very foundations of our society, eroding our right to privacy, and profiting off reactionary propaganda that undermines democracy and encourages hate crimes and genocide. Well, tell really me what you really think. That, they should take that and make that their new mission statement. <laughs> that really should be. <laughs> So this article gets into this is a, you know, the contrast between all the bad news that Facebook has had recently and the fact that last Thursday they released Facebook Dating, a cheerfully marketed competitor to apps like Tinder or Bumble. So, you know, if you want to date with a company that is not good at keeping your information <laughs> private, buy a have at it by all means. Uh, and as the, the article states, uh, it didn't receive the best reception. Most media coverage focused on Facebook's long history of privacy violations, which is not what you want if you're the PR guy trying to roll this out and, and promote it. And what they've also noticed is that uh, Facebook, uh, in just doing what they do by trying to provide another service so that you can date and they promise to keep it private, they basically created a system that is tailor-made for cheating on your spouse. <laughs> <laughs> the feature that I really like is the one where you can, you know, say you're interested in one of your friends, but it never tells yes. you until your other friend says the same thing back. Yes, the secret crushes feature, which is absolutely perfect if you want to test the waters with any of your friends to see if you want to badonk donk in the afternoon and have a little afternoon delight. Yeah. See, I think the thing that everybody should do is just click on everybody. I think you, I think they limit you to eight. Oh, man. Eight that people. Sucks. Like, like it's old, old school MySpace top eight. Oh, man. Like, I want to be I want to be on top of these eight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice one. Nice one. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I wonder if you can, like, try eight of them, then remove them. Yeah, I'm not into her anymore, not into her anymore, and then do another eight, and then just yes. cycle through all your friends to really find out who's digging you. It just seems yeah. creepy to me that it's somewhere out there that you would have this, you know, this person, I, I, I tried the dating app when it first came out, then I liked, like, you know, three girls that I thought were really cute and really liked, and then forgot about it, got married, and then down the line, they come <laughs> along and... and, and you know, pick you back up. Then your wife finds the or the uh, the notification pops up on your phone that Susie from down the street is into you, too. It's like, oh, <laughs> well, whoops. you know, turn off those notifications. Probably a good idea. Uh, the article gets into the idea that uh, maybe they're doing this on purpose 
because that is the one uh, thing, one one un- untapped market, as it were, that uh, Tinder and Bumble aren't really good for the adultery. Maybe they're forgetting about Ashley Madison. Yeah, which has had its own privacy issues. Yeah, still there, though. Still there. Yeah, and it gets into it about uh, that said, this is just a microcosm of the bigger picture of why Facebook simply is not the pro-social app that it markets itself as being. Time and again, the evidence suggests that Facebook, in fact, feeds off the darker impulses of humanity, as it does. So. <laughs> Love it. There you go. Good luck with that. Um, and another great article over at The Atlantic, which, by the way, Tangent uh, recently launched their subscription model. So I don't get all my free articles anymore and I'm going to have to pay up. Pony they up. Have journal- they have good journalism. I will pony <laughs> up for it. So this is great. Please regulate us is the title of the article written by Brad Smith, president of Microsoft. What? Um, exactly. This is why <laughs> I keep my Microsoft stock and I keep buying it. I like Microsoft. 99% of the time, even though I technically don't use any of their products anymore. I was going to say, you don't like them <laughs> enough to actually use what they make, but... Well, I like them I like them as a company. They're up there with Tim Cook, just a little bit under in terms of privacy and, and the way that uh, the world seems to be going. So there's a very, very long article that gets into all the reasons why he feels that we absolutely 100% have to start regulating the tech industry because the tech industry does not do it themselves. If you're one of the people out there that is sick of me saying... Regulation, regulation, regulation. I challenge you to go read this article by somebody way up in the tech industry who feels the exact same way and lays out why regulation is needed now. Okay. (laughs) Get off off your box. It's okay. Okay. Well, then I have to move the mic down a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I found another one over at the Atlantic, which is when I realized I have to pay for them. AI is coming for your favorite menial tasks. Now, this is an interesting article by Fred Benson, who is the former vice president at Kickstarter, who gets into their own use of, admittedly, and this is what drives me crazy, AI, machine learning, and et cetera, et cetera, are used interchangeably throughout this article as if they're all the same thing. Right. Sorry, I'm back up on the soapbox. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> his point being that basically the once we start using and deploying machine learning and maybe AI in the very far future into our companies and our day-to-day tasks, they're going to take over kind of the more fun ones, the ones that let us take a break, the menial stuff that we need to like kind of set our mind and and give it a break and and circle back around to the bigger problems. And it's only going to leave us with the bigger stuff to do, which isn't fun. Work is going to suck. You could take a walk. (laughs) Come on. Eh, You could take a walk. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. It, but uh, it's, it's uh, you know, that gets into the fact that people need both experiences of mastery and pleasure for a healthy mood. And if they take away all the easy tasks that give you that quick little bite of like, done, did it out of the way and only leave the shit that fucking drives you nuts, everything at work is going to be super challenging and you're going to hate work. Here's what you do. Mm-hmm. I, this is this is a, a life hack. Yeah, you, you got your to do manager, right? I use things. So what mm-hmm. you do is when the AI is starting a task, you put it in things. And when the AI is done, you get to check the box. So you get the dopamine. Ooh, hit. Check the box. That's true. It's all because just about checking. the it's box. It's all right? about checking the box and seeing that number go down. So mm-hmm. that's that's my work. Okay. You solve the problem. I no longer worry about very old robots with beards. This episode is sponsored by privacy.com. Privacy is the first payments product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a regular credit card online. Privacy lets you generate a brand new Visa card number for every purchase you make online with one click with their browser extension or via the mobile app. We all buy more and more stuff online and privacy gives you a temp credit card number for every site you buy from. 
Never forget to cancel subscriptions or trials ever again. This has saved me a lot of money, I tell you right now. And it's it, that's worth the price of admission, right? But the price of admission is actually free because they make their money the same way debit cards do with the interchange fees paid by merchants. You know how skeptical we are of free services here on GOG, and these guys actually have a business model to back it up. Who'd have thunk it? That gives them the grumpy old geek seal of approval. We actually reviewed this product when they first launched, and we're not just pimping the product because they paid us. We're both actual customers, and we love what they're doing. If you use a password manager, and why don't you if you listen to the show, you have to use privacy. You don't use the same password everywhere, so why use the same credit card number? Sign up takes less than two minutes, and like we said, it is completely free. So far, they've saved their customers over $115 million in unwanted and unauthorized charges, and most of that was probably mine. Most of it was. You can freeze cards and set spending limits. Cards lock to merchants, making them useless to thieves and hackers, thus solving all the problems we talk about in security every week. Protect yourself from online fraud with virtual card numbers, delete cards anytime, and kiss forgotten subscriptions goodbye. To sign up for free and get a $5 credit, just go to privacy.com slash GOG. That's $5 free to spend anywhere by just signing up. Privacy.com slash GOG. Get on it today. You will thank us. Privacy.com slash GOG. Media Candy. Found this one over at the Hollywood Reporter. I thought this was a rather strange article, but ties into the fact that uh, we live in a very strange world right now. Mm -hmm. Author Walter Mosley has quit Star Trek Discovery after using the N-word in the writer's room. Right. Yes. Um, it, it's an odd. Did you read this one? It's worth pointing out that he is black. It is worth pointing out that he is black. Yes. It's also worth pointing out that he didn't just drop it capriciously. He was asked a, about a story of something that occurred in his own life, and he was simply relaying the exact things that occurred to him mm -hmm. in a writer's room. Yep. Where writer's room are famously sacrosanct and anything goes. Should be a safe space, yes. Mm, should be a, yes, should be a safe space. <laughs> um, but apparently they're going for the other kind of safe space. So uh, I find this uh, sad, actually, because it's, the, there was, this is, this is not, you know, he didn't use it as, as a negative. He didn't use, he was relaying a story of something that occurred to him. Yes. If you can no longer do that anywhere, much less a writer's room, what, what the hell's going on now? Well, I recommend people go out and read The Coddling of the American Mind, <laughs> How Good Intentions and Bad Ideas Are Setting Up a Generation for Failure. Right. Uh, uh, Having said I, all I, that, though, I've never really liked Walt, Walter Mosley's writing, so I'm not going to complain too much about him not writing Discovery. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, there's that then. But uh, <laughs> but he should never, ever, ever have been fired and whoever contacted HR he, about that. Yeah, oh, he and, quit. And yeah, he because, quit. because he, he had to go do the HR gauntlet and all that. And who wants yeah. to be in a room with people like that? Nobody wants to be in a room with, well, HR to begin with, because HR people are the devil. I stand by that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's just like, yeah, no, this is, it, it, you know what? It's not a safe space for him. So let, yep. let's go. That's all right. Good on him for stepping down. Go but, right for Picard. I, Wait, uh, no, well, if you don't, I don't like, like his writing, writing. <laughs> yeah, if you don't like his writing, don't put him on the show that we're looking forward to the most. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind that. Go. He can go right for the animated series that's coming out. There. That yeah, ever I don't watch. care about that. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. And I did finish Marvelous Mrs. Maisel season two. Yes. What'd you think? What a fantastic show. Isn't it? It's just pleasant. <laughs> it's delightful. It is mm -hmm. delightful. It's delightful. You really just want to have like a nice little cocktail and just sit and watch it and you smile. Yeah. And she is such a good actress. 
She really it's is. A, Who knew from from her in uh, gosh, House of Cards? Called yeah, House of Cards. House. Who knew that she would be this great that she could totally carry a show? I want to go back and watch her in House of Cards just mm-hmm. to because I remember her character very vividly, but I don't remember her being that good. I was right. actually kind of you know happy when they killed her off, but. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I did also watch The Spy with Sasha Baron Cohen. Okay. It's a six part miniseries about the life of uh, the Israeli spy Eli Cohen. Cohen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was decent. I thought it was decent. Sasha Baron Cohen was actually a really good dramatic actor, I thought. That's that's the reviews I've said. It's been he was actually amazing. So here's the here's the problem. <laughs> and he looks in every scene exactly like Freddie Mercury. So that, he, well, he should have it, been Freddie Mercury. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like every time he's like, you know, he's wearing a, a, a wife beater and he has the mustache and the hair and everything. I'm just like, OK, Freddie. OK, for even my roommate was like every time that he would come to the scene, she's like, OK, Freddie, we get it. <laughs> you know, Right. But yeah, he really should have. He really should have been because he, he actually looks a lot more like Freddie Mercury than uh, Robin well, Malik. he would have been if the band wouldn't have nixed the script that he was attached to. Uh well, there you have so, it. There you have it. I watched a stand-up uh, special over on Netflix, Whitney Cummings, Can I Touch It? I don't know anything about Whitney Cummings. I'd never seen any of her stand-up before. I know <clears throat> that she's a very talented comedy writer who's written for lots of shows. I know she's very... Well, uh, talented. With- talented is... She, she, she created Two Broke Girls, okay? Right. I don't know if you've ever seen that show. No. <laughs> Not good. Not a good right. show. <laughs> And I know she's very active on social media and she's always on Howard Stern and all this other kind of stuff. Uh, so I figured, well, okay, I'll watch a stand-up special. It wasn't bad. No, I liked it a lot. I thought it was yeah. really good. And I thought, yeah. you know, it ended up being randomly kind of right up our alley because she gets into the sex robots and, and most mm-hmm. of the show is about technology and how we're going to be dealing with it. So that was pretty interesting. Yeah. No, I've seen her a lot on the roasts, the Comedy Central roasts mm, back in the right. day. She was yeah. really good on those. And, yeah. and, uh, you know about the kerfuffle with her nipple that happened after the the filming of this special, don't you? No. Okay. Well, when she was taking pictures at one point, she got uh, she had a nip slip. Okay. And then somebody like screen capped it and then was trying to blackmail her and or I'm going to post it. And she's like, well, screw you. Here's my nipple. <laughs> and oh, posted it again. Well, excellent. Well done for her. It's just a nipple for people. Calm yeah, down. seriously. We all, all right, got and, uh, <laughs> we all got them. We all got them. Men too. This is actually one of my favorite books. Why do men have nipples? It was, it was a really good book. Never it wasn't heard fiction. It. It's like it just went through a million odd and random facts. So I'll have to oh, I'll okay. pull that up and put it in the show notes. Uh, and I also ended up watching both seasons of Fleabag a second time around. Well, technically, I was sitting. Have on the you couch finished reading. Discovery yet? No. <laughs> God damn it. But I didn't watch Fleabag by choice. My wife finally wanted to watch it all. And I have to say, oh. watching it all a second time again, not even that late after I watched it the first time. Man, that's a great show. Okay. I, I found myself ignoring my book and just watching it again because it's so good. Okay. Well, it's, I won't get it's to in discover. my queue. It's in my No, you won't. If only I had a NAS. I have to <laughs> open up my laptop. I have to toss it over to the TV. It's such a pain in the butt. Oh, my God. Or you could just pay for CBS All Access. When Picard comes, I will. There you go. And uh, I'm a huge fan of Grant Britton, the skate photographer. He had a huge impact on my life growing up and got me into photography. I have uh, I still have a letter he sent me and he put one of my photos in Transworld Skateboarding from my first roll of film. I still have that, too. But he's got a very short documentary about him over on Vimeo that uh, somebody made. It's like 14 minutes long, but it's really cool. 
It's really mm-hmm. cool. I really like this guy. He's, uh, I mean, he's every famous skate photo that you've probably ever seen was his. He's just, he's the godfather of skate photography. You know, it, it, some people say Glenn Friedman would be one of them, but I think Grant Britton is way better than Glenn Friedman. So check it out if you're into that sort of thing. And I put a link to his Instagram in the show notes as well, which you can always check out. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one is because I just love these stats for you. <laughs> <laughs> Vinyl is set to outsell CDs for the first time since 1986. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? There's, they're, they're also outselling cassettes and eight tracks too. <laughs> yeah, because nobody has a cassette player, nobody has an eight track player, and no computer and no car come with CD players anymore. So shocking. Yeah, well, I mean, you still have to go buy a new record player. They don't come with anything, but people like the retro, I guess. Yeah, yeah, people are into it. It's cool. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that. Wait, wait, what? I don't have a problem with people being into vinyl. I think it's silly, but I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I had to do a double take there. Like Brian <laughs> says he doesn't have a problem with it. Wow, that's new. No, and, uh, no, 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 no. I've never had a problem with that. I, I have a problem with the, the vinyl fucking fanatics that are crazy that are saying it's coming back and it's going to become mainstream. It's never going to be mainstream. Never. <laughs> never. Never. <laughs> Yeah, when one dead medium is outselling another dead medium, does anybody exactly? Really care? It's a race to the bottom here, people. Oh my god! And this one I thought was really funny because since everybody has to have a podcast now, the band Corn is mm-hmm. starting up their podcast. So I didn't even be, know they were still around. They have a new album coming out in September, so ah, okay. ex- expect the podcast to drop around the same time. So it uh, is a scripted show. Yes, okay. it's a scripted show. And uh, we'll see what it's like. I don't know what the band is contributing to it since two other people have written it. Uh, (laughs) If I had to guess, I'm sensing that we're getting a concept album and this will be exploring the world. Could be. Could be. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, keep an eye out for it. It'll be dropping sometime in September. I think it's called The Nothing. Okay. And I've got some more old band news. Hot off the presses, just as we were getting set to record, I saw this. Bauhaus is going to reunite with Peter Murphy, Daniel Ash, Kevin Haskins, and David J. for a Hollywood gig November 3rd. This, I believe, is the third time the band is reunited. <laughs> and I will take as many as we can get, and I will see you there. You won't see me there. I'm not going to Hollywood <laughs> ever again, if I can help it. Moron of the Week! A new priest named Mindar is holding forth at Kodaji, a 400-year-old Buddhist temple in Kyoto, Japan. Like other clergy members, this priest can deliver sermons and move around to interface with worshippers. But Mindar comes with some unusual traits. A body made of aluminum and silicone, for starters, because he is a robot. Or she, I guess. Designed Mm -hmm. to look like Canon, the Buddhist deity of mercy, the $1 million machine is an attempt to reignite (laughs) an attempt to reignite people's passions for their faith in a country where religious affiliation is on the decline. Good luck with that. Let's Go put the- <laughs> a soulless piece of metal in a temple so you can experience. So you can take care of your soul. <laughs> oh my god! And it gets better because for now, at least they're not claiming that Mindar is AI powered. It is not. Okay. It just it, all it does is recite the same pre-programmed sermon about the Heart Sutra over and over. But the roboters, for a million dollars, they created a tape deck. They really did. A million dollars. They made a tape deck with a body. Uh, That's it. It doesn't doesn't even have shuffle. It's got one track. (laughs) It just loops. I guess it's more like an eight track. Yeah. Anyways, but the robot's creators say they plan to give it a machine learning capability that'll 
enable it to tailor feedback to worshippers' specific spiritual and ethical prob- problems. This robot will never die. I don't know. Have you seen Terminator? <laughs> it might just grow keep, a beard, though. <laughs> it might grow a beard. It will just keep updating itself and evolving, says Tensho Goto, the temple's chief steward. With AI, we hope it will grow in wisdom to help people overcome even the most difficult troubles. And then self-actualize and destroy everyone! I just love it how at the end, it's changing Buddhism. For the better? I don't think so. I don't think so. (laughs) Oh, that's genius. I want to know who made this thing for a million dollars. Because those guys are good. Those guys are good. You can they can sell anything. Oh my god, I just pulled up the photo of this thing. This is creepier than I even could ever have imagined. Isn't it? It's so fucking weird. Wow, this thing is so (laughs) bizarre. They couldn't even for a million dollars. They, the only skin is the like the head, shoulders, and hands. They couldn't even afford skin for a million dollars. What's going on here? It's amazing. Feedback loop. Over on Patreon, we've got a couple new subscribers, Ansley and Chris, and we got a message from Michaela. Hey, I can't DM you on Twitter, and I can't remember the email address of Jason. That would be Jason at GrumpyOldGeeks.com. And so here I am. Mainly, this is for Jason. I also audiobook and just found this thing called LibPro FM. And it's a I think it would uh, be Libro. Libro. Kind of going off like, oh, Lib- know, oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> no sleep. I, I, I make up letters <laughs> as I go today. Libro.fm. So what it is, it's, a, it's an auto, audiobook store. And some of the money goes to indie bookstores of your choice for, I guess, just existing. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's how it works. Keep them, keep them alive. <laughs> yeah. And it's uh, a noble I'm, cause. It is. It is. But I'm not going to change because all my stuff is in one library already. So, yeah, that's the problem, know. right? Yeah, I've got almost 800 books in Audible. So, you know, I'm not going to change. And I buy credits by the year. So I get a big chunk. So I've got like 30 credits in there right now. So uh, I, it, this is cool. If you're getting into the audiobook stuff, check this out. And uh, if not, then don't. If you're Brian, don't. (laughs) There you go. And over at PayPal, we have a a bunch of new donations. David, Elizabeth, Michael, Mark, Edmund, who writes, covering two whole years of charging your cell phone around 20. Some math. If it's more expensive, (laughs) I'll send you additional 25 cents. Love the show. Uh, Pedro, who writes, hey, guys, love the show. Hopefully you can keep it going. And who knows, many years from now, you'll still be recording from your retirement homes and not because you need the money, but because you love doing this. Oh, God, that sounds depressing. Never mind. Grump on. Agreed. Will, Jody, and Janice, who said, if I had a lawn, I would want you to get off of it. Hey. So thank you all. Actually, I just, <laughs> a quick comment really quickly. A lot of you, uh, new people, both on Patreon and PayPal, are doing the eight bucks a month thing, or a buck a show. So, well, that's not a buck a show. Hold on a second. <laughs> Do some math. Do some Wait, math. Uh, for a four-week month, you know, hey, 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 look, yeah. man, it's better than what we were doing. So It's better than what we were doing. <laughs> so we up. really appreciate that. It, it, <laughs> yeah. It's awesome that you guys are doing that. We really do appreciate it. And, you know, it's way less than a cup of coffee a day. Nowadays, for sure. Mm-hmm. Over at GOG.show, Mark writes in, Hey, Chief Grumps, longtime listener and supporter via Patreon. I really enjoy the show, and it's great that you're doing two episodes a week now. I heard your recent comments about Patreon and the need to update the minimum amount for subscriptions. I like your suggestion that $8 a month makes sense for an ongoing donation, i.e. a buck an episode, which buck or take, give or take. I guess I didn't need to make that huge comment because this was the very next thing that wrote in. I haven't had much sleep either, Jason. (laughs) Exactly. So as I'm not really a fan of Patreon, I've canceled my donation through them and have set up a new recurring donation for $8 via PayPal. Well, thank you very much, Mark. And he says, keep up the good work and stay grumpy. 
P.S. Thanks, Brian, for the recommendation of Children of Time by Adrian Tchaikovsky. It's one of the best books I've read recently, and I'm looking forward to reading the follow-up, Children of Ruin. P.P.S. Deliveroo! <laughs> for eight bucks Thank a month, you. You, get a, you get as many Deliveroos as you want, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and Don writes in, in response to the mental health information being sold, I wonder if a person could invoke HIPAA here in the States. I'm looking at the HIPAA page at hhs.gov, and it says, Health information protection is one of its purposes, but it is limited to healthcare providers. So the hypothetical, you go to a random site which has X number of trackers. Shortly thereafter, you go to your pharmacy website to refill your high blood pressure medication. The trackers all note somehow that you refilled your high blood pressure medication. Would this be a possible violation? Um, mm, not a lawyer. Mm, not a lawyer. Don't, don't, play don't like it. <laughs> not, not happy about it. Wouldn't like it, but guessing it's happening. Yeah, and uh, it, I don't think it would really go down to a pharmacy level. And yeah, I don't see the violation here. So, hmm. But yeah, not a lawyer. A, yeah. yeah, also, <laughs> yes, not a lawyer. Raphael writes in, here's how I get to stop my four-year-old daughter seeing YouTube recommendations. Uh, for example, a guy being cut in half by a train after watching Thomas the Tank Engine videos. And I'm sure yeah. that probably happened. <laughs> One, buy a YouTube subscription. Not required, but less morally gray. Two, download TuTube videos with YouTube DL command line app and save to a NAS. Three, view on VLC. Requires an as command line usage and a bit of work. May work for you or listeners on the geekier side. Well, thank you, Raphael. Thank you. Not really going to work for me because the iPad is the preferred medium of choice for YouTube viewing, particularly when out at a restaurant. Hard oh, oh yeah. Drag that NAS around with you. <laughs> well, you can load them. You can load them locally to the iPad. Well, that's true. That's true. Well, that's all for my next move when I will geek up and get all these sorts of things. Neil writes in, hey, Jason, heard you saying about the extension for Firefox and Chrome only to bold the first letter of the text and just wanted to let you know that for Opera, there is an extension that allows you to use Chrome extensions in there. We know. I have yeah. it and it seems to work perfectly. Yes, it does. If you just search their extension store for Chrome extensions or just do a quick Google search, it will come up. Also, is it just me or has Brian suddenly got a whole lot grumpier? I love the new fiery Brian. Stay grumpy. <laughs> I don't know if but, I'm grumpier, but I'm a hell of a lot more sleep deprived. My my three year old has just been amping it up recently, so it's it's been a rough couple months. So I think I'm just coming to the uh, the show rather early in the morning with a bit of fire in the gut. There you go, there you go. <laughs> and the thing about this is, this was for that. Um, oh, what was it called? It's the the extension that does cyborg the... reading, binary or <laughs> something like. That. I can't remember what, robot reading, something like that. It was something like that. But the issue with it is... No, it was bionic reading, bionic, right? Bionic reading. No, 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 no. Yeah, bionic reading at bionic-reading.com. <laughs> so their, uh, their extension is in beta, and I used it in Opera, and I couldn't get any site to make it work. So right. um, I haven't tried it in Chrome because I'm not going to use Chrome, so I'll wait for them to get their ish together on uh, Opera. You mean you're not going to use Chrome? We use Chrome for Zencaster every time right. we record. Yeah, and my fan spins up and it just sucks all the <laughs> yep. juice out of my machine. I know, I know, every time. Yep. And Derek writes in, well, three out of four isn't bad. Well, I've listened to most things you've said. I did go back and listen to every episode of GOG, even though you have repeatedly said not to. It has been enjoyable. I know, I'm crazy. To listen and follow the growth of GOG, you guys have come a long way. I've been a Patreon supporter since the first week of listening to the show. But to show I've listened to what you complain about every episode, I have gotten a VPN and I'm now using privacy.com and 1Password. Thanks for the great content. Keep it up. And by the way, I always love the show art. Well, there you go, hey, Brian. Somebody shout finally out for the likes show art. it. Yeah, somebody <laughs> finally enjoys your show art. 
thank you so much. And if you enjoy the show art, make sure you follow us on Instagram, because I also try to pick out things throughout the week. Beta Bucket writes in, wow, stupid electric scooters claim another victim. This one with so much potential. And this is a uh, Detroit pros- Tigers prospect. Uh, sadly, that died while riding an electric scooter. I actually was riding an electric skateboard. So oh, it was a skateboard. bit different. Bit yeah. different. Yeah. This actually, isn't a scooter thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, uh, let's stay away from the uh, what used to be man powered to be electric. Let's get some exercise. Seriously. Skateboarding yeah. is fun. You don't need you don't need a motor on a skateboard. <laughs> Yeah, it's really it's really hard to do a kickflip with a 30 pound skateboard. I tell you that (laughs) Joe writes in. Hello. In episode 375, you talked about the fuel rewards program. I worked for Ralph's grocery stores for many years and I left three years ago. So this policy might have changed when customers had problems with their points. We would refer them to Ralph's customer help desk at 1-800-576-4377. The help desk will work with the customer to get their points restored. Without getting into all the stories, I heard customers have unintentionally typed in one wrong digit and tried to use an old phone number, and this has resulted in stealing other people's points. So, okay, that's what basically okay. what you have to do is just go and call customer support and say, where'd my points go? That's, <laughs> that's kind of it. That'll work. Uh, Chris writes in, I keep hearing ads for Eero on your show, and I'm so confused. Oh, here we go. Call out Amazon constantly for their surveillance practices, acknowledging that we all still buy things from them. But you shill for Eero every week without noting that Amazon now owns that. Well, we started pimping Eero before Amazon bought them, and uh, it's a router. So I don't (laughs) think they're sitting there listening to your traffic. Uh, the, The problem that we have with Amazon and the surveillance is with Ring and the Echoes. Especially with Ring, because they're dealing with the police departments right out of the gate. But uh, I don't have a problem with my my router. I don't have any Echoes in the house. I still have these damn Rings, though. I've but, got tons uh, of Alexas around, and I just, yeah. you know, don't do stupid stuff with them. <laughs> <laughs> but I got a, yeah, I'm not giving up my Eero, no matter what. And, uh, yeah, you know. Look, uh, all these companies are buying out everyone. If we only sought out, like, third-party, non-affiliated stuff, we wouldn't have any connection, and we wouldn't be doing the show. That's true. <laughs> that's true. We got look, we got a pimp somewhere, you know. Yep. It's not like it's Jeffrey Epstein that's that made the Eero. <laughs> so <laughs> But I see your point. I do see your point. Jody writes in, hey guys, took a cue from listener Steve on episode 374 and set up an $8 recurring donation through PayPal. Thank hey. you. A couple more will jump on the bandwagon. Steve will officially be a trendsetter. Love your show. It's the only podcast I listen to religiously. Being an amateur podcaster myself, I checked in at Jason's Club, which is the club. Yes, that's right. And can't say enough good things about it. Thanks, Jason, for the editing tips. You've already helped me improve my game. Stay grumpy, Jody. Excellent. I'm glad everything's going well over there. I signed up. Haven't been back yet. Sorry. No, I know. I, yeah. You don't have to. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Holly writes in, the article title alone was hilarious to me. Who the fuck is Tool? Fans freak out over unknown band dethroning Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I mean, this is, you know, if you've been around long enough, you'll remember who the fuck is Arcade Fire when they won a Grammy. So it's good times. Arcade Fire. I kind you don't of know who Arcade them. Fire is? I've heard of them here and there. They did win a Grammy, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that <laughs> makes a difference. <laughs> Hell, I barely know who Taylor Swift is. Old, old. And Tia (laughs) writes in, Ready Player One is coming true. And this is an article over at The Guardian called Sardine Tins for the Poor, Barcelona's Shipping Container Homes. Yes, that's right. They're turning shipping containers into homes. Actually, the interior looks quite lovely. Yeah. You know, and speaking (laughs) of Amazon, I'm pretty sure Amazon was selling these for a while, too. I think they were. Yeah. 
Pamela writes in, hey guys, regarding the new Terminator movie and you both only liking the first and second movies, you're in luck. I read that the premise behind Dark Fate is that it's the third installment after the first two and all the Terminator movies in between didn't happen. Hope that makes you feel better about it. I, for one, cannot wait to see it. I, for one, cannot wait for the explanation of how a goddamn Terminator robot looks like he's 85 years old. (laughs) Well, you know, (laughs) Sundance. Last I checked, they don't age. Well, look, man, you leave your rubber toys out in the sun, you know, they kind of (laughs) fade and wilt. Okay. I just want I just want to know how he grew a beard. <laughs> Advances in the technology. That's right. Because being hairy is going to help a robot. <laughs> Helps him blend in, man. It's <laughs> it's it's camouflage. Does he have a man bun? Oh, God. <laughs> that would not be good. That would not be good. Thea writes in. Hey, just want to let Jason know that his Apple card does have a card number. It's in the wallet app. Click into the Apple card, click the three dots in the upper right hand corner, and then click on card information. And it's still and it still have all the card info. <laughs> OK, uh, anyway. Yes. OK, that's where it's at. Thank you very much. And uh, also thank you to everybody else who wrote in to tell me how to get to my card number because I'm an idiot and I did yes. not RT the F and M. So well, appreciate there it. There is appreciate no F and M. That's true. You gotta just, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like Snap made the app. Yes. You just you have to click around until you figure out where you're going. Joe not Kerrigan writes in love the show guys. I'm curious if I'm the only listener that yells the section intros out loud, even in public. When I hear the jingles media candy in the news and my favorite moron of the week. Yes, you are the only one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I've, I've not been out in public and heard anybody screaming those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Oh God. David writes in, I wanted to ding you for your pronunciation of Goldman Sachs in episode 372. It should be pronounced correctly as Goldman Sachs. Very clever. All right. Pedro writes in, hey, Grumps, love the show and been listening for a while. Like you, I'm old, cynical and grumpy and achy. Well, maybe not you, Brian. Well, damn, my kid's heavy now. I'm getting ache here. <laughs> Came across this page while researching some conference room mics on my phone and it was completely blocked by three ads running simultaneously. The Internet has turned to shit. I used to work at an ad tech company and left because it didn't seem moral to keep supporting this kind of crap. Well, it did pay the bills and that's how the Internet works, but still shitty to bombard people with unsuitable pages full of ads. Grump on Pedro. That's why we use ad blockers. Yeah, seriously. Uh, he sent it from the phone, though. The, I think the screen cap was from the phone, which is really oh, hard yeah, to yeah. get to ad blocker to work on the phone. That is true. Carol writes in, oops, recent research from Kaspersky Labs shows that many illicitly acquired textbooks are rife with malware. During the last academic year, it identified 356,000 occasions where one of its users downloaded an infected bit of academic writing. Surprisingly, more than two thirds of these incidents involved the download of essays. Well, you know what? Cheater, cheater, <laughs> cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater, cheater. cheater. That's right. <laughs> Barrett writes in. I just saw the trailer for Jawline on Hulu. I've never wanted to punch my monitor more. I feel sorry for these influencers who still have no idea that this is not a career. It's sad that their parents and friends support and encourage this narcissistic behavior. Yes, isn't it? It sure is. (laughs) Simon writes in, hey, folks, you talked about verifying businesses on Google in the past. I found this and thought you might be interested. Perhaps you already saw it and I missed it. So I loaded up the link into the official verify your business page on uh, Google and uh, it does involve a postcard, but uh, still tons of people are getting in there without doing this. So I don't I don't quite know what's going on. It is what it is. Thanks, Simon. Is what it is. And over on iTunes, Scars525 writes in with a five star. Finally, a real show, Grumpy Old Geeks. Grumpy or not, very entertaining show. Stay grumpy, my friends. We shall. 
Oh, thank you. And Mad Mike 1984 writes in with another five-star rating as well. Excellent. I'm neither old nor a geek, but I am grumpy. An excellent show to listen to if you want to keep up with the tech and media news. Makes for a great listen during my walk to school or when I'm smoking my pipe to relax. I'll hop on the Patreon when I get a real job. Put down that pipe and get to work. Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, you get the you get the pipe. You, you you don't get to be Hugh Hefner. Where's your Where's your you side get... hustle? <laughs> he's an he's an Instagram influencer. He doesn't have oh, time. Yeah, to... yeah, he's working for the lucrative pipe industry. Thank you, That's Jason right. and Brian, for quality content in a sea of trash. Thank you so much. If you want your question or comment read on the show, head over to gog.show/support and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to gog.show/itunes and toss us a five star and snarky review. And man, we've been getting a lot of email lately. We really appreciate it. It's really fun to to hear from you guys and to to interact and chat. Closing shout outs. My shout out goes to the LA Dodgers, who are two games away from clinching the division title. So it could happen this week. Very excited. Oh, I'm sure you are. I am. I am. I, I forgot that baseball was even happening this year. It's been it's been <laughs> delightful. It I happens my, every year, Jason. I think my Twitter mute filters are actually working this time around. It's fantastic. <laughs> and a big thank you to everybody who wrote in this week for feedback loop. We had uh, more than we've ever had. So we really appreciate that. We had so much that we thought we were going to go long. And, and we've gone short. <laughs> we've gone short. So you get well, a short to be fair, A time. lot of people wrote us the same stories with, uh, with their own comments. And we just didn't want to double up on things 7,000 times. That is but keep it coming, people. True. We love it. Yes. So we'll be back on Friday with Dave Bittner. Actually, Saturday. We're here on Friday, but you get to hear us on Saturday. Until next time, I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. To support the show and keep us on the air, go to patreon.com slash GOG. Toss us eight bucks a month and we'll love you forever. It's a good amount. It's almost <laughs> it like a buck a show. If you don't like Patreon but still want to support the show, you can give us a one-time or recurring donation for, say, I don't know, $8 by just going to GOG.show and click that PayPal button. Your support really keeps us going, and we really appreciate it. Show notes for this episode are GOG.show slash 376. From there, you can find links to old episodes, leave feedback, ask questions, and get links to stuff we like. Stay beardy grumpy. <laughs> <laughs>